This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rank bros, that's a hot take, bro. Oh, for goodness sake, bro. I know we are related, but sometimes I can't relate, bro. Now we must debate, bro. I got more in the tank, bro. Okay, so I guess that's why we call ourselves the Rank Bros. Hello, friends, listeners, and those of you with a passion for lists. Welcome to, welcome back to the Rank Brothers podcast. Or welcome for the first time if you've never listened before. This is the podcast in which me and my brother take on the uh, incredibly important and incredibly unrelenting task of ranking every single thing in the world, one category at a time. I am the younger brother, Muhammad, joined as always by my older brother, Fu. Uh, Joma, how you doing today, Fu? I'm doing okay. Ooh, don't love that. You did forget we were recording a podcast, according to your text. <laughs> well, I'm 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 a little nervous about this one. That's probably why. Okay, well, cool. Well, we're gonna get right into it because we do have a guest today. Our guest make people nervous. Yeah, our guest is very intimidating. <laughs> he he sat down in our in our um, virtual meeting here with no shirt on, muscles bulging. And just flexing. He's doing that peck dance thing just the entire I said, time. I said I'm either wearing my leather jacket or nothing at all. And you said nothing at all. So here I, I am. I hate leather jackets. That's why. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're joined today by a, a, a fellow podcaster, a guy that I've uh, known for a very long time and that I love very much. Jay Howell's with us. Hey, Jay. Hey, Rank Bros. Hey, Jay. <laughs> Jay Big is... <laughs> Jay's in a rock and roll band and uh you probably have seen uh, multiple rock and roll bands but you've probably seen the um what this episode's going to be about and it's a music related one. Uh Jay, do you want to tell us what we're what we're going to be talking about today? Uh absolutely. Um so I just a little bit of background. I I wanted to I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the show and so I wanted Thank to you. make sure <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I like brought something to the table that because um, you guys are you're you're gonna rank everything in the world, right? At yes, some point, eventually, yeah, correct. We're getting yeah, there. okay, Mission cool. So, so I was like, what would I be mad that they ranked that I wasn't a part of? And you already did Hamilton, which you were so mad I about. Like, I was so mad. About I didn't that. know you were mad about that. Now I feel bad. But no, uh, in in the musical vein. Um, you know, we're, we're living through a pandemic right now. And I, uh, as a musician, uh, I spent, spent most of my life either going to shows or playing shows. And the fact that, um, we can't do that now. And I'm not sure if we're ever going to be able to do that again. And, uh, so I've kind of been just like going on YouTube and watching a bunch of live concert performances of like bands that I love and just kind of reminiscing of times when you could do that. And I started thinking about, um, my favorite concert, uh, movie or documentary and it's the last waltz, uh, the last performance ever by the band directed by Martin Scorsese. And so I thought saying all of that, that it would be fun if we did our top five, Favorite Tyler Perry movies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up, Jay. No, we're doing the last waltz. <laughs> I love I love a long road to a bad joke. <laughs> we're doing we're doing so we're ranking uh 
performances in the last waltz um you said one of your favorite concert films or concert documentaries and i mean it's just it's everybody's favorite it's like the top of all lists um well <laughs> foo might have <laughs> foo had never seen so here's 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 the deal foo had never not only had he never seen the last waltz but he wasn't familiar with the band um which we oh i'm i'm so interested yeah we kind of argued whether or not he was weird for that or if i was weird for assuming that uh people know about the band in the last waltz he thinks it's niche and, and tiny and i'm like i mean it's the most popular most famous uh music documentary ever made concert film ever made directed by one of the biggest directors in cinema history and has musicians that are like some of the most famous musicians of that era. And maybe of all time, you could argue Bob right. Dylan is like the most famous rock and roll star of all time, but who thinks it's I niche do, and small. So <laughs> I, yeah, do, I, I do get that though. That's kind of a thing about the band is that as, as big as they were, they're still not, you know, not you a household like, name. Yeah. You think of the Rolling Stones and mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin and, you know, I always think of the band, but that's just like, my personal love for this band. Yeah. Well, this, I'm, I'm admittedly not as big of a a music guy as you guys and certainly haven't really gotten into concert films before this. And like you said, I hadn't heard of the last waltz. I didn't really know the band, although I I found that I know some of their songs without really even Mm -hmm, knowing them for sure. But yeah, certainly this is out of my wheelhouse, but I'm in, I'm not sure if you guys are going to like my list or not. I, I don't know if it's correct. But well, I, I, I think that... I, I, it's what I like. There's so many... Th- similar to when we did Hamilton, there's just so many um, great performances in the, so- in the, in, in the movie that uh, it's hard to really... Not only is it hard to pick five, but it's like you can't really go wrong. I mean, it, 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 I said this for the Hamilton episode, but it, it, it stands true for this one too. The things that aren't on my top five ranking are shocking. They're like my favorite songs, and they're not in my top five because so many of these are, are just favorites. And, and um, we can get into it on a song-by-song basis because I think we need to get into this episode because I know we'll be talking a lot, and I don't want to go too long. Um. I think I do have some hot, some interesting takes. Maybe not hot takes. What about you, Jay? You think you got any hot takes? Any unusual well, in your top so five? Or- I, I went into. I I rewatched it last night. It's something that I I watch at least like once a year. Um, and so I was watching it last night, and I kind of when I started, I I. I jotted down like a few that I knew were my favorites, mm-hmm. and I had four. That I knew, I didn't know like which order I was gonna put them in, but I had four immediately that I knew. Right. And then I had like, let's see, I had like eight that could have been my fifth choice, and mm-hmm. it was really just like how I was feeling last night was that's that's what got into my my fifth spot. Yeah, that happens. That um, happens sometimes yeah. with, with ranking things. And and I'll go ahead and get into my number five here, but um, yeah, again, so sort of similar to to Hamilton. I had things that ended up in my top five list while rewatching it and actually making notes and trying to rank them that I don't think I would have guessed would have been in my top five if you had just asked me, you know, without thinking. Um, number five is one of those songs, and I don't think it, I think it might be only on mine. Uh, it would be a guess, but I don't know. So my number five is Stage Frights. 
It is a guestless song. It's Rick Danko kind of standing alone. It is a beautiful song, and it's like a real yeah. jam, which I love. Um, I, I do. I have always loved that song. Like on the album, I'm always like, it's like just a song I really like. I, I kind of like. It's one of the ones that I can really like sing along and kind of dance along to. But uh, it's not really a, it's not really a standout the way that some of the other performances are. Again, there's no guest, which you know isn't the band is so good, but. Um, but it's also it sounds a little like on the surface it sounds a little just you know good rock and roll that era rock and roll music but it, it I mean I think Danko's got such uh charisma and he's and kind of the way I also so a lot of a lot of my favorite picks from this were also about the concert film and how they were shot and this one's shot really well he's alone yes. for a lot of it there's a lot of use of light and shadow that kind of like fits the theme of the song which is super interesting and then when that you was, do see like uh robbie jump in and stuff what what he starts really wailing on the guitar which he's he's just such a good guitarist is uh is it's fantastic and it's like they all kind of come up and then disappear at times and it's just really cool that was uh yeah that was something I've uh, the last like couple times I've watched it I've paid more attention to actually how it's shot and not mm-hmm. just like the music like the performance that they're doing um and yeah that Rick Denko has such a cool voice to me he does like, yeah in a, in a different seems, way than Levon Helm does you know what I mean who right. also has a very cool voice but Denko's is just like unusual without it's almost like you don't under don't notice how unusual it is until you kind of like really focus yeah. in and you're like it's a weird well, <laughs> rock and roll voice you know it's a thing about the band is they have three lead singers yeah uh, three amazing all, lead singers yeah, yeah that, that was hard for me to figure own, out yeah they all could be their own singer yeah and then you got Robbie Robertson with a microphone <laughs> that's, that he's that's not, not on that he's singing into and it's not on <laughs> Because Martin Scorsese and him are buddies, yeah. and Scorsese was like, "You should have a mic up there." And I'm like, "Why? He's he's pretending to sing. Yeah. He, he doesn't need he's to." He's great. He's great, and I have a hard time sometimes hating him. He or I have a hard time with my feelings towards him because I I, I don't hate him at all. But he does kind of come off as like uh, rock and roll diva in the in the documentary especially in like the interview parts um yes. but he's also like he's the only one that's kind of showbiz minded everybody else is just kind of you know well, that, high or drunk or you know but yeah, i do think like when levon helm talks in the documentary his parts are almost more fascinating like he feels more authentic than uh robbie robertson who who kind of feels like he's giving off stories that he's told a billion times you know yeah um, well that's that's part of the I mean, this is their last performance because essentially Robbie Robertson is like, I don't want to be in a band with you guys anymore. Uh-huh. And they were like, we don't really want to be in a band with you either. Yeah. They just kind of wanted different <laughs> different things. Yeah, but- and they'd been doing it for 16 years or however long they were a band. Yeah. And so that's what's kind of beautiful about this is rather than just being like, you know, let's let's just end it and just go our separate ways. They were like, let's do one last night where we where we perform these songs and then and we'll and I guess I don't know if like word got out within the music community or if, right, they, if they just, just like I, I, I get the feeling that Robbie Robertson I know he also like kind of was the one who reached out to Scorsese to make the documentary I think kind of mm-hmm. think he had he had it as a vision 
where it was like, we're going to make a movie. I'm going to look super cool with my like haircut. And you know, I think he was living in, in Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm going to have like all my famous friends come out, which I mean, that's, that's part of like the thing that like, as much as you can kind of roll your eyes at his like rock star, like almost fake persona. He, he nailed it in this case. Like he, I think he was a big brain power. I mean, I think I'm not completely versed on all this and, and, really not even super versed in the band outside of the last waltz but i think the story is that levon helm didn't want to stop being a band at all he didn't want to stop touring he didn't want to like say goodbye he he and robbie robertson was like now nah, we're, we're doing this um. yeah i think what it what it was was they were levon helm and um Richard Manuel, the piano player. Right. Um, they were getting into some pretty yeah, heavy they were, drugs. Yeah, they were pretty messed up. I, I mean, even in the documentary, especially uh, Rob, uh, Richard, Manuel. Richard Manuel. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not in good shape at all. Apparently, there's some songs that he sings that got cut. Yeah, just I heard that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we move on to Fu, which we'll get to in just a second, I just also want to point out that uh, the only person that we haven't mentioned, Garth Hudson his organ playing on stage fright is he, so i mean he's good. like shredding on the organ it's <laughs> insane and like getting like him and robbie kind of go back and forth which they do on a few songs and i always think it's just like sounds so cool and so amazing and 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 it, it's like that's the kind of stuff that's why stage fright is one of the top songs even though it's not like the kind of shocking drop jaw draper jaw dropper that some of the other performances are uh, Don and, it, <laughs> and it's just because like uh, yeah honestly the the musicianship is so good on that song and it just kind of goes back to what i love about the band so yeah, yeah. that's my they're number a band five. that has they're a band that has a piano player and an, <laughs> and organ, an organ synthesizer player well and they all play like five different instruments yeah. <laughs> on different songs which must be uh confusing for for people not super initiated which brings us to foo what's your number five bud <laughs> oh boy so i know we, I we gotta kind of chill on the because me and jay could probably talk for an hour just about the band yeah the last i feel like that's where we're heading if, if we do this on every <laughs> know, uh every ranked item yeah <laughs> reel it in boys Sorry, so listen. i haven't talked to humans in a while <laughs> <laughs> My number five song, and I should tell you beforehand, because I think I, I told you my feelings on the film, but in terms of the music, this music is right up my alley. Yeah, like, I thought it would be, actually, yeah. 1970s rock, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I like older music, oldies, and, and so music-wise, I really enjoyed a lot of the songs. I, I'd listen to the soundtrack. I just don't really get it as a film that I'm going to sit down and watch for a couple sure. hours. But that said, my number five song is Ophelia. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Uh, I think, yes. to me, uh, with Levon, is that his name? Yeah, the, Levon the drummer. I like Levon's vocals the best of everybody, and, yeah. and I think most he wails pretty do. good on Ophelia. <laughs> is that a common I, is I that don't a know common if that's take? common, but he's got, he's got like the most recognizable, maybe, of, of, um, of it's, it's, the band. He's probably got the strongest voice, yeah. and of their songs that people No, they're usually know, his songs. I think he's usually yeah. singing them. And as a... As a drummer that sings he uh, is like uh, what i aspire to be because he's amazing at both things that's awesome yeah i i really i enjoyed him in most every song he did i thought he was really good i like this song a lot it's kind of southerny twangy uh rock and roll so number five okay cool jay it's a really good one it is a great one Uh, 
My number five, and this is the one that I was saying um, kind of surprised me that it was uh, I was putting in a number five, but it's uh, it's the Neil Young song, Helpless. I mean, it's such a great performance and such I, a great song. I don't know. I it was whatever mood I'm in right now. This I, I guess I'm in a, a mood where I feel helpless. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know if I'm alone in that right now. Um, but and also just the the lore behind the song of kind of like what I've heard is um, Neil Young was about to walk on stage and somebody stopped him because he had a big coke booger. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Well, he's so he's so clearly just high out of his mind in, in that yeah, song. Yeah, he seemed like he was out of his mind. <laughs> he is so fascinating to me because he has this look in his eyes like uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining or something. <laughs> but then so like calm, he's like, into the microphone, he's like, I just want to say that it's one of yeah. the greatest accomplishments of my life to be on this stage yeah. with these fine people. Well, and and like you expect them to be like, "This is amazing! I can't <laughs> believe I'm up here." And it's kind of yeah. crazy as he looks. He's also smiling like the entire time and clearly <laughs> actually having a good time. Which, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, who's also amazing in this, does not really look like he's having a good time. So it's fun when you see like some of these other guys. You know, Neil Young especially just looks like he's having a blast yeah. <laughs> you know and they're they're all singing in the mic together and uh you know i just think it's it, it's a it's a really powerful mo- moment because it is like a sad song um but they're it's also sad like and it like build yeah and, and it's, it's just this it's really just good, apparently young, he honestly. didn't play this one he didn't play this one live that much really um so it was like a special moment because of that i also love when uh he's like because he's playing an acoustic guitar, and so they, they have to, like, mic the guitar. And so they're getting the levels for that before the song starts, and it kind of feeds back. And when it stops, he kind of, like, nods his head, and he looks over at Robbie Robertson, and he goes, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> Oh, I, I wrote it down so I can get it right. He goes, uh, He goes, they got it now, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, and then the crowd kind of has like a little pop. It's great. It's really a great moment. And also, I mean, we can talk about it some more if it pops up again, which uh, it probably will. But um, there's there's Joni Mitchell singing backstage, which you didn't even mention, yeah. which is just one of the coolest. It's like such a weird thing to see, but so cool. Like she hasn't been yeah. introduced yet, and she's just behind a curtain singing the harmonies. Oh, so cool. Um, it's a beautiful song. All right, well, let's move on. My number four, which this is, um, again, one of the ones that I would have uh, never thought would have been even this low. It was definitely a contender for number one. Basically, everything on my top five was. But my number four is uh, The Weight, uh, featuring the Staple Singers, which is just... It, it's such an incredible f- performance, and it's if it's very emotional and weighted, and they are so good in it. The Staple Singers are... Um, yeah. And so is the band, of course. Um, but there's a lot going on that really works for me with this song. It maybe dropped a few point, a few slots lower than I would have thought because it's not, you know, I never really might. It's not that I have a problem with this, but these are not. There's a few numbers that aren't concert numbers, right? They're um, either dress rehearsal, they're just in that space, um, or maybe they're not even even in that same space, but. Um, but it does allow Scorsese to get really creative with the camera, which he does in this mm-hmm. in this performance, and that's really fun. And it's I think it's like the first time we see one like that 
in mm-hmm. in the in the film and uh it's kind of like shocking where you're just like oh they're like w- moving all around the stage of the camera and they're catching different like close-ups with like a like moving camera was just very surprising to see at that point um right but the song itself is just absolutely gorgeous i mean clearly one of the probably it's probably the most famous song or maybe Cripple yeah, Creek Foo, is. Foo, you've heard this one, right? I have. Yeah, I knew yeah, this song yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but to be able to do this song that, you know, it's tough to say something like the band is played out, but this is a song that you'd hear at like a, you know, chain steakhouse or something, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very a like, Verizon easy. commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to, to, to hear it, you know, done, um, Freshly, and I mean, this is still probably the version I've listened to the most. But to hear it done and 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 like sort of with a new take, I I really like when they're doing their songs with guests. I mean, I I love the guests doing their songs as well, but it's nice seeing them do the wait and having the staple singers there. Yeah, you got Mavis Staples singing her verse is like my favorite. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Actually, I read an interview that she did talking about that because apparently. There is a version of the of the wait that night, like uh, at the yeah, it must be. I assume, right? I mean, and yeah, and they didn't have. I don't know if like maybe the stable singers weren't available that night or something, but they did it, and then they were like, "It's it's missing something. Like it it could be better." Mm-hmm. And so they brought the staples singers. That's in cool. And, and they were right because it's, it's it's amazing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Fu, you're up. Number four. All right, my number four song is uh, "Who Do You Love" with, with uh, Ronnie Hawkins. Ronnie Hawkins, yeah. it's so good. I actually love this performance, and that's that's one that kind of gets a little less love uh, as well because he's not that, a superstar. Yeah, so for me, this one was really about the performance. Yeah, I I, I don't really know Ronnie Hawkins, but I loved his whole kind of uh, redneck country vibe, yeah. country <laughs> rock and roll vibe. Like uh, he, yeah, that was doing it for me. So I, I thought that was a uh, pretty solid. He's he he goes he keeps going big time, Bill. <laughs> and there's no one in the band named Bill. I have no idea why he keeps saying it. He's he's how he's the their first band. Yeah, he's, he's like he's he, where they all kind of yeah. yeah uh huh. And then Bob Dylan was kind of like when they became super famous as a as a entity i guess before they mm-hmm. released uh, their album but um but yeah he was like their favorite and you can kind of see in his eyes like he's like th- at this point they're probably more famous than he is and uh you can see like he's just like proud of them and he knows that he's yeah, not a superstar but like he's happy to like, like be a there proud with dad yeah he it's really nice to be having a really really good time and it is an amazing on that performance stage. again that's one of the ones that maybe like the first few times i watched it it was just like kind of a, like oh yeah this is this guy who comes in for one song and is fun or whatever, but watching it over and over again, you kind of are like, this is a beautiful moment and it's a really <laughs> yeah. fun song. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. All right, Jay, what's your number four? My number four is uh, I shall be released. It's the grand finale. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes on stage. I thought I was going to put this higher up on my list, but uh, after a lot of um, weighing of the pros and cons, um, but it's, yeah, it's everybody who's already been on stage to sing a song. They all come back on. Also, Ringo Starr is there. of the Beatles <laughs> and Ronnie yeah. Wood of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Robbie Robertson is like, oh yeah, they're here on this song too. Yeah, they're just it's here. Like- they, didn't, they didn't really have much to do or anything, but they were here, so we threw them up on stage. Yeah. There's a like when you see the wides of everybody on stage performing together, it does look like a like a cartoon drawing of like seventies rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> like everybody is wearing like vastly different but very of the era styles, you know? With like oh, for sure. Neil Young and, and uh Neil Diamond and Van Morrison. Like they, they couldn't look more different. And Ronnie Haw- uh, uh Ronnie Hawkins, they just like all look <laughs> different but still very seventies. They look like a yeah, like a comic drawn or something. <laughs> but yeah it is a great I'm, performance I'm a, and it's I'm very touching. A- yeah, it's it. I I I cry a little bit every time I watch it because it's just like they all are aware that not only is like this the last time that the band is performing, but when are they all gonna be together again like this, doing a night like this? You know, like it's kind of it's 1976. A lot of them are kind of on the tail end of their careers. You know, it's yeah. just this very cool. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in the crowd for this show that's what whenever i watch it i'm just like how do you feel when all of a sudden because i don't know if they all knew exactly all of those people were going to be there or just all of a sudden van morrison pops on stage you're just like holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> um all right cool so that takes us to our number three my number three was uh the first example of something popping up on the list that's already been mentioned my number three is hopeless so I love love Neil Young uh, very much. I think he's the coolest. Um, he's got like a real <laughs> weird guy, 70s rock and roll star vibe to him. And uh, he makes very sad and beautiful music. And it's, um, I haven't seen like a lot of concert film with him or anything, but it's, it's kind of interesting seeing him look like he's having a good time because he doesn't strike me as somebody that seems like he's having a good time <laughs> very often. Um, but the song, yeah. the song is amazing. I mean, we talked about it already, but it's like it's such a powerful moment. I think in probably like even in in rock and roll history, just having those guys on stage together, kind of having this moment. Joni Mitchell again behind the curtain, just like cool. As, like when I think cool, that like so many images from that song would pop into my mind. Um, that was that was what when when they cut because they cut to her. But they don't have a light on her, so you just kind of see her. Yeah, she's kind of silhouetted. It's like the the curtains, like kind of like a light blue that's lit up, and that's very. Yeah, it's like a very beautiful shot, and it's just her like. I kept thinking, like, why didn't they just bring her on stage? But then you realize, like, well, she hasn't been introduced. Yeah, they're saving the surprise. Uh huh. Uh Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I loved it. Which her song is amazing as well. But yeah, it's it's such a great moment. It's so cool. I, I mentioned it before, but like seeing. Um, Danko and Robbie Robertson, who's not really singing, but <laughs> there, and uh, and then Neil Young, all kind of sharing a mic is like a really yeah. I see this was this was one of the ones that like off the cusp would be like oh yeah it's my favorite it's helpless I love it I love that performance when I was young I it was like I was I, I guess I watched this for the first time during like a phase where I was listening to Neil Young a lot and I loved that song already. And uh, hearing it in that way with that with those guys was just like very cool and very and and again having uh, Joni Mitchell there like really elevates the song uh, in a mm-hmm. way that I didn't know that song needed to be elevated. <laughs> um, they do. I love too that Neil Young has his own microphone, and Robbie Robertson and Rick Danko have their microphone. And then at one point Neil Young looks over 
and he's like, they look like they're having fun over there. <laughs> and so he goes and joins I'm them. going over there. It's amazing. Yeah. Which, as like, I mean, that's like some Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band shit. Yeah. I'm, I love that. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, share a microphone. It probably won't sound as good, but you guys are, you guys are having a good time. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It is. It's very I'll cool. tell you guys, I had a, a different impression on this song a little bit. It, it Let's probably. I'll tell you, it didn't make my top five. It probably would have made my top ten, but uh, my first impression was something Jay already mentioned, which was that the the voice coming out of that person and the look of that person uh, <laughs> didn't match up at all, you know. So, uh, but for me, Muhammad, you talk about how uh, cool you feel like it all is, and to me, it's it feels a little bit more sad, like it is somebody at the tail end of their career that's sort of uh fading out i I don't know i didn't get the same like cool rock and roll vibe that you got uh from this one this was yeah i mean this is this is probably it's a sort of a different level of cool rock and roll this is like the this is like you know the next step is and and new young's fine but uh you know kind of the next step is you get into richard manuel territory who uh, killed himself 10 years after this and struggled with drugs and you know th- there's not a lot of great stories about this style of you know party rock and roll and doing yeah. a giant line of coke before you go out the door you know it's not it's not great but it is like it is sort of that other side that sort of like mythical almost romanticized side of, of rock and roll where it's like yeah you're yeah. just like superstars having a good time um, singing really beautiful sad songs you know yeah, but I know what you mean. I do. It is like he's very messed up in a way that's not not super uh, appealing. Um, okay, so that was me. We're on you, Fu. Your number three. My number three song is "Manish Boy" with Muddy, Muddy Water. Waters. So good, such a good I, song. I think Muddy Waters is just the coolest. Like, uh, and and seeing him perform. Uh, which I hadn't before was also really really cool. Yeah, he's just kind of giving it his all, and I would, I think, yeah, I think from, uh, like from the because the band they're all Levon Helms from Arkansas, the rest of them are from Canada, but right. I feel like they probably all have the most respect for Muddy Waters right. out of like all of the people that they share the stage with, and yeah, it was super cool to see him come out and do his thing. Okay, cool. Uh, Jay, you're up. Number three. My number three was The Weight. We've talked about it. It's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's so good. Robbie Robertson has like a double neck guitar. Yeah, uh, he has it out a couple of times, I think, during the performance <laughs> or during the show. And it is it insane. It feels really unnecessary, <laughs> yeah. but it looks awesome. It looks heavy. Um, I Also, that, that interview I read with Mavis Staple was she was, she was trying to like think of like figure out what the song was about so she could sing it you know oh, give the right emotion to yeah. sing and and she asked um she asked levon helm and rick danko because they were friends um and they were like we don't really know what it's about <laughs> and she it makes she that sound much better i know well she was thinking it was like biblical because they're saying like nazareth right. and uh bethlehem right. and like places like that and she was talking to her brother about it and her brother goes that song is about drugs 
<laughs> Which I was like, I've heard this song so many times and I'm like, what is it about? <laughs> no, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I've never even thought about that. <laughs> All right. We are in our top two. Um, my number two, I would hope, uh, would be on y'all's list, but we'll see. I don't know. But uh, my number two is Caravan with Van Morrison. It's so crazy, and it's the most fun that has happened in that happens in the entire show. <laughs> so Van, it's Van Morrison. Oh, Fu is a, a take already. Rank, rank Bros, Rank Bros, commonality. My number two is also hey, Caravan. We did it. Yeah, we nailed it. Good job. Um, but yeah, this performance is is just incredible. It's so much fun. He so this is like Van Morrison. You know, definitely like past his peak. Um, oh yeah, he is like kind of chubby, <laughs> kind of balding, but he's still like dressed like a rock star. I wrote in my notes, I think that he looks like um, he looks like he found like a rock and roll star Halloween costume, and then and then he put it on and looked at himself in the mirror and goes, "I look ridiculous." But they're like, "Well, we're already at the party, so you have to <laughs> you ha- you can't change now." And he's like, "Like he doesn't look super comfortable." And I also no. wrote that he has drunk uncle energy. <laughs> He <laughs> because really he's does. he's like kind of sloppy, but like definitely. So what what I love about this performance, besides his voice, which is so good, like almost like the best vocally of like the entire show. Um, he's another guy who, when he opens his mouth, <laughs> it doesn't look like that's the sound right, that, that should, should come, come out, out of him. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, like true. Slubby dad face. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he like. Within the first like minute of the song, he goes from looking kind of uncomfortable and like maybe he was like kind of nervous to be performing again. I don't know what like he was if super. It, he had some stage fright. He yeah, was super scared to go out there. I, I assume like maybe he hadn't been touring a lot or hadn't been on stage in a while or maybe it was just the weight of the show. Like the the you know. Well, how big he's it also. Was. I mean, you said he had drunk uncle energy, but he's also completely <laughs> yeah, hammered, right? I, like, I gotta assume so. But it, it about yeah. like a minute in. When he starts like kicking and moving a uh-huh. little bit, it's just like, oh, he found his stage persona immediately, and yeah. it just kicks in, and he's just like all of a sudden having a good time. The band is loving it. They start like you can hear them start like playing a little harder, and then he like leaves stage before the song's done, <laughs> like before like the last <laughs> few notes. He's just like walks off, and it's incredible. So, <laughs> I took I took that as um as like a sign of like respect thing because they're doing that that last riff that like bah, yeah. Bah, na, yeah. na, 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 and he's kicking yeah. every time it's like the, <laughs> yeah. the offbeat it's like, those like, kicks bah, are just incredible bah, 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 bah. and he's just going like rah, 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 like just saying nonsense yeah. at this point and then and then he goes thank you and he walks <laughs> off and he lets the band like have their right, moment right, right, right. of like being in this and like the horn section is so, so good, good uh-huh. in this song man uh-huh. I I think I said he looks like uh, your middle school history teacher <laughs> who on Friday nights goes to a karaoke For bar sure. and just fucking <laughs> lets it go. <laughs> All right, that's my two. Foo, you oh that we, was my two, two as well. So anything else you want to add thing. to it or? No, I mean you you touched on the jumpsuit, but I don't think you gave it enough love. It was <laughs> amazing, really, really something. I yeah, it was terrific. That was that was a performance. Yeah. It's a fun one. That's a fun one to watch. It's, I'm interested because of how much I love that performance, uh, and it sounds like you do. What your number one is, and uh, hmm. I'm gonna guess that Caravan's gonna be Jay's number one. Jay, what's your number two? It's 
not care. <laughs> I thought he was gonna. Oh man. Uh, my number two is it's another Danko song, uh, and this one really surprised me as like where I put it on my list. Um, but it's uh, makes no difference. It's, it's a, like the amazing, it's like the second or third song, song mm-hmm. that they play. It's so early in the film, and um, it's so good. He he does like three different things like as far as like the structure of this song and every time it's I'm so impressed I'm so like I don't know anyone that sounds like him mm. like it's it's just this very it's almost like I don't know I think somebody else might hear it and go like this guy can't sing this it's it sounds like he's really struggling but it is this like there's like a passion to what he's doing for sure and the just the way the song ends with uh, Garth Hudson playing that, that, that saxophone solo—it's so good. He, he just walks up. <laughs> it's a little one. What are the little? Yeah, I know. It's really called? funny looking. I don't know what you call it, but it's really. And he kind of comes in with like comedic timing the way he pops in a frame. <laughs> he steps on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wanted to let you speak a little bit on it, but uh, but yeah. So here it is. My number one is "Makes No Difference." I think that song and that performance is so good. Again, this is oh, a yes. guestless song. This is this is just the band up there, but they're all doing such amazing things. Again, I, I think Danko, he's he's kind of the sleeper as far as the three singers are concerned. But he his yep. voice is so beautiful in the last waltz, and he's got like a real like beautiful sad energy to him and uh mm-hmm. this song is a beautiful sad song it is a song that's it's like a sad love song or um a song about like love being gone i guess or, or a breakup or something but um it's really they sad also, and he puts har- so much emotion into it and yeah the harmonies are so good and then the horn comes in and it's like mind-blowing and then robbie gets his solo and he, it's so i mean he's just wailing just he he's such a good guitarist, and it, again, it's something that I sometimes will overlook because I think he comes off as kind of an asshole in the documentary, especially right. when you know some of the story. But even without it, he just looks kind of like he he looks pompous, especially compared to the other guys, which looks so down to earth and like. Here's <laughs> here's the thing that I here's the thing that I noticed, and again, I I Levon Helm is like a hero of mine, Same but drummer. and so what I've heard is is Levon Helm hated Martin Scorsese yeah. and didn't really want to, you know, like what do really didn't want to do this. Um, but the first song that they play, which I think is the last song that they actually yeah, play, yeah. but it's, it's they the were like on the documentary. The show, yeah. it's and it's the, when they, uh, they like introduce the members, they give them what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it's like, they all start playing and then they get like name yeah. cards, you yeah, know, that yeah, pop little. up. And Robbie Robertson is playing, and his name pops up first, of course, yeah. because him and Martin are your buddies. And he looks like he's about to sing. Like he, the shot is of him, like up to the right. microphone, and he takes a deep breath, and then he moves away from because the microphone. He doesn't and sing then Rick in the band. Danko's there singing. <laughs> and that says Rick Danko. Yeah. And you're like, yep. Yeah, there's that kind of stuff. And there's just like the way he tells stories. Again, it's, it's kind of. It's, he's kind of brilliantly minded because he had the vision, but you know how sometimes, especially in documentaries, you can see people who are, or like even reality TV, you can see people who are thinking about the final product too much, and it sh- it comes off in a way that like feels a little, 
um, forced when they're talking on camera and stuff. And, and Robbie Robertson has that energy throughout the whole documentary. But then when he's on stage, I like forgive it all because he's just like a phenomenal guitarist. And he also wrote almost all the right, songs. Right, right, so right, right. I mean, gotta give him that. Yeah. And like, yeah, is probably the brains behind the operation in a lot of ways. So it, it, like there's, there's no real hate to him. It's just like sometimes when you're watching the documentary, I mean, part of that's probably Scorsese too, who's phenomenal in this film as like the guy controlling, you know, what the camera's doing and how they're showing things. But you also kind of get that feeling from him where he's like, he's got a singular vision and it's kind of like cool guy rock star Robbie Robertson <laughs> which yeah. isn't really what the band feels like when you're watching them perform at all you know what I mean um, yeah. so it's interesting he's and it's not a, weird he's not the like Mick Jagger kind of like yeah real upfront. yeah that's just not what they were also can I tell you how badly I wish my last name was Danko yeah it's a good name because then everyone would just call me Danko it's such a cool yeah, last name his first name's Rick if I haven't said that <laughs> 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 who needs it all right, Fu, what's your number one? So I feel like I, I should first say that I need to go back and listen to your number one and Jay's number two because I heard that song and was immediately like, yeah, this is the middle of the road. It's a sleeper. Down the <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right to have that reaction initially. It's kind of a sleeper. I, I can't even like hear that song in my head, you guys talking about it. I was just like, ah, throw away, <laughs> down the list. Nothing nothing exciting about this one so maybe i'll go check it out I don't well know. To, to that point my, real quick is is um i think my number one my top five the first time i watched this would have been completely different than my fo- top five now so you know hmm. yeah i think that's uh i think that's part of just you know the shock of bob dylan's performance is kind of gone and now he didn't even make my top five by the way um which i want to take a guess at my number one um I'm trying to think of what you didn't say. Maybe Forever Young. Bob Dylan did not make my top five either. Now, my number one song is one we've mentioned, and that's The Weight. Oh, the, right. The staple singers. Is, of course. Yeah. That was that was my guess, but I didn't know if that was for both of us to guess or just Muhammad. <laughs> I thought he knows me. I, I was wrong. I guess <laughs> I couldn't think you're of what had my been new brother, what you Jay. Hadn't mentioned. All right, whatever. I I I always introduce myself as the third Joma brother. <laughs> oh, good, good. So. Yeah, you shouldn't. You're not. That's probably confusing for <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> that's Denko Joma. You don't know him. <laughs> I'm Denko Joma. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we basically said everything there is to say about the weight. But I'll, I'll I'll give you one thought. Maybe we haven't mentioned, which to me was as I saw it the first time. I started watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, I know this song. I like this song. It seemed like a pretty, you know standard performance and i was like okay it's fine i didn't know if it was gonna be on my list but then the the staple singers jumped in yeah. and it it blew it me away so they were much. phenomenal yeah. in it yeah like they take that song to a, a much higher level for sure and mm-hmm. yeah number one for me that that like last verse they all sing together and it's just this really mm-hmm. like it almost feels like i know you guys just did the muppets but it kind of feels like a like a big like <laughs> Because it's like on a sound stage, and they're all, yeah. especially like, again, Danko is kind of like moving around a little more than <laughs> <Yeah>. usual. Like, <laughs> he's in a weird mood. Well, and Helm, and, uh, is Helm, no, he's not on the mandolin in that song, is he? He's, he's playing drums in that no, song. No, that's the, the last other. thing that, that like, yeah. uh, it's that, it's the waltz. Yeah, I think he does it in Evangeline, too, that, which is another sound stage mm-hmm. song. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, well, cool. 
Yeah, this there is some Muppet similarities <laughs> in the last one. I'll give you that. <laughs> There's something about it. I don't know. It's 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 that's so good. I love that. All right, Jay, your number one. Jay, buddy. hit us with your number I'm one. Excited. It's well, gotta be caravan. Like, it's gotta be. You guys were like, be, right? caravan's my number two. Jay, what's your number two? Is it caravan? And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> because caravan's my number one. I fing love this song. <laughs> it's so, it's good. so good. I there were a few things uh that we have not touched on yet, and they're mostly just the way that Van Morrison uh pronounces words. <laughs> um Wait, he's saying words in that song? <laughs> he he sings he says the word radio multiple times in the song, and he says radio, and then like the third or fourth time, he says, turn up your radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I have so many questions as to why he decided to say radio that time. It's drunk uncle I energy. love it. I think it's great. <laughs> but And then he also, uh, when it's like that, it's, it's kind of before the last part, where he's, he's going like, turn it up, turn it up, so you know mm-hmm. it's got soul, turn it up. And then he goes, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it up, but at a certain point, that is enough. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> Muddy Waters changes some of the lyrics in his song, too. To be, like, instead of saying, I'm, I'm over 17, he's like, I'm way older than 17. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff alright yeah I mean great I think I think there's a general consensus definitely around a couple songs makes no difference was pretty high for me and Jay and Caravan was high for all three of us so it's a pretty I think we got some pretty solid rankings for this one um, yeah for the listener if you haven't watched Last Waltz I recommend you do it uh, Thanksgiving's coming up it's uh, we didn't really mention but it is a Thanksgiving movie it takes place on Thanksgiving Day um, and also because what we know we've been told about Thanksgiving is uh, not true. <laughs> yeah. Now when I celebrate Thanksgiving, I do it because it's the day that the last waltz happened. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's my Thanksgiving. <laughs> last waltz-giving. Uh, that was no. not worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, great stuff. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, <laughs> uh, anything you guys want to talk about? Jay, you want to plug uh, Jay Mitchell's The OC Podcast or anything else? your bands sure uh yeah i do a, a podcast with mitchell hardage who you heard at the beginning of this episode yep our right theme song. you guys didn't get a new theme nope. song did you <laughs> our theme song okay. <laughs> still that one <laughs> uh yeah it's it's me and mitchell and uh we decided uh to we're re-watching the oc and uh we're doing a, a podcast about it where we talk about um if we still like it or what we like about it now. And it's, it's just the silliest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, if you, if you liked this and, and you, you wish it was three hours long, it's <laughs> very long. <laughs> Go check that uh, out. But yeah, give it a listen. Yeah, it's, I love, I love the show and I was on an episode. So if you guys uh, are enjoying me on this podcast go check me out on that one but i do love yeah, the show that was uh, a great episode as a first time oc watcher this year i've been really enjoying listening along so foo anything Thanks, uh, yeah that's a oh that's another thing though is that you don't have to have seen the show No, it's enjoyable uh, i mean first of all you guys go into every detail of the episode so, <laughs> and it's enjoyable uh no matter what so 
Um, well, thank you, Jay, for, for coming by, man. It, this was a blast. We'll have you back on to do something else whenever you think of something else you want to rank. Thank you. I, I had a really great time. Um, thanks for, for letting me pick the topic. Uh, but I'm happy to come back anytime to rank anything. Food, did you feel like you grew a little bit by watching and ranking this? Feel like you- I mean, sure, yes. This was a new, <laughs> new experience. I'll, li- I'll listen to the soundtrack. You know, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, go for it. All right, well, again, you guys can follow us on uh, Instagram at Rank Bros Pod. Share an episode with a friend. Tell people to listen. Share us on social media. And please write us a review on iTunes if, if, you're, if that's where you're listening. That actually goes a super long way uh, by ranking us and reviewing us. Um, so that's it. I'm Muhammad Joma. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Foo? Hey, uh, what do you guys get when the director of The Last Waltz goes camping? Uh, I don't know what. what? Martin S'more Stacy. Ah! <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye. Is that how you Bye. end every episode? Yeah, with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess that's why we call ourselves the Rank Bros.